minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Wednesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. We've been returned to Israel and are like dreamers. All the leaders of the world are trying to understand how, while our people flood back in from all the nations, and after centuries of tears, we see you, Hashem, in everything and await your warm embrace of full redemption.
Take a drive down the highway of life. Give me five, my friend. Here we are. We're together again. And remembering when we met. All the games, all the jokes that we laughed at the pain that we shared. And we knew that no matter what came, our bond would remain the same. I can travel down any road, cause I know that I'm not alone. I've got my friends and their loyalty. I've got my friends who always see the best in me. I've got my friends every step of the Als Tate Mame in die junge Jorden, seinen Hossen und Kalle geworden, seinen sie herein zum Reben, sein Broch ist zu nehmen. Und Otte die Broche hat der Rebe sie gegeben. Mach lichtig und warm, warum sich, warum sich lichtig und warm. Hätte der Rebe ist dabei, ich mache ein Lichtig, lichtig und warm, war ja. Mach lichtig und warm, warum sich. Warum sich lichtig und warm? Wenn der Rebe selber ja, ich mache lichtig, lichtig und warm, weil ja, 
Thank you. 
J.M. in the A.M., welcome to a Wednesday on this November the 7th, the 29th of Mar Cheshvan. It's Erev Rosh Chodesh. Good morning, everybody. You heard Aleph Bez and uh, Harei Atan by Yaakov Shweki. Solomon Brothers with Shoshana, uh, Lichten Varim. That was Benny Friedman, Mordechai Shapiro's friends. Rogers Park with Ufa Ratzda. Eretz Yisrael, Bill Vavot. Uh, the amazing cast, including Ohad and many others with that Simon Jacob-inspired tune. And Regesh, of course, with Modani opening things up. 
and we say good morning. 52 degrees with 70% humidity, wind south at 7, mostly sunny, high 62. Tomorrow, uh, tonight, partly cloudy, low 44. Tomorrow, sunshine, a high temperature of 56. You shall lime right now at 66 degrees. We're at 52 here in New York as we say good morning at JM and the AM. Big day here, of course, at the Nahum Siegel Network. Eitan Freilich is going to join us coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. We'll talk about his brand new album. There's a lot of unbelievable music on the brand new album, I must say. And um, yesterday, of course, was election day. We'll have an opportunity uh, later in the week to talk more about it. But uh, I guess the headlines would be the uh, Senate stays Republican. The House goes the Democratic way. The majority of the governors of this country will still be from the Republican Party. Uh, locally, uh, Senator Gillibrand won, Governor Cuomo, Senator Menendez. Oh, I have to uh, I have to look up how some of our friends did locally in the Senate and Assembly. I know that uh, Simcha Felder and uh, Simcha Eichenstein, both big winners, as one would suspect. That Staten Island seat is a, I don't know if shocker is the right word, but I certainly would not have, <laughs> I wouldn't have made money on that bet. Um, that's that non-congressional seat now goes uh, to the Democrats. JM and the AM Wednesday, more coming up. Keep it right here at the Nahum Siegel Network as we continue with Miami and one of their most recent selections. Shalom, Shalom, Ali Soe, let the 
J.M. in the A.M. Levados, of course, Ohad here on a uh, Wednesday morning broadcast. It's brand new. Before that, you heard Yoni Z with Odette. Sadiq done by Ari Goldwag. Oh, I think that was a mistake. It was Sadiq by um, Shimon Kramer. And uh, Ari Goldwag had uh, You Shall I'm going to change that on the playlist. Uh, Shalom was done by Miami and Yaakov Shweki had both Harayat and Aleph Bays. Wednesday, Erev Rosh Chodesh. It's JM the Rosh Chodesh will be Thursday and Friday. Yep, the month of Hanukkah is upon us, which is pretty cool. 
uh, or at least it will be starting tonight or tomorrow night if you want to really get technical. By the way, I, excuse me, our good friend Marty Golden unfortunately did lose yesterday. At least I don't know if it's official, but uh, with 99% of the precincts uh, counted, it seems that he has lost his New York Senate seat, which is, uh, in my opinion, a blow to our community. Um, a lot of interesting things in this uh, in this election. A lot of interesting things nationwide uh, in the aftermath of Election Day 2018. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program, heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com on the NachumSiegel Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Golly, it's on the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up. Eitan Freilich joins us in the 8 o'clock hour this morning, one hour from now, talk about his brand new album. He and his wife have, uh, I think it's well known at this point, have suffered the loss of a child very recently, and we'll discuss that because uh, Eitan has made a point to specifically say he wants to be on this morning and he and his wife want to continue spreading joy through music and other means. We'll explain the whole situation coming up one hour from now here at JMNA. Golly, it's all in the background. We'll do our news from Israel coming up and uh, then move into the 7 o'clock hour. We, we're going to be talking about the uh, open house up at Stern College later this week. We've got um, Ben Shapiro joining us. Excuse me, Ben Wiener. <laughs> ben Shapiro somebody else. Ben Wiener joining us, managing partner at Jump Speed Ventures, who is going to be presenting at the TribeWorks Business Accelerator on uh, this coming Tuesday in Staten Island. And as I said, Eitan Freilich is going to join us as well. Galaitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast for a Wednesday follows next. <laughs> we say Boker Tov from Jamnam. Galaitzal, Amir Ushalayim, Asha'a 2, Shalom Rav, Ba'ulpan, Rani Avnai, Ima Shekorea Akshav. שר האוצר משה כחלון מבטיח שלא יעלה מיסים למרות הגידול הדרמטי בגירעון בתקציב המדינה, עליו פורסם לראשונה בגלי צהל. בהצהרה שמסר לפני פגישתו עם ראש הממשלה נתניהו, מתח כחלון ביקורת על בנק ישראל ואמר, הם לוחצים עליי להעלות מיסים ללא צורך. המסע התקשורתי הזה לוחץ או מנסה ללחוץ אותנו לכיוון אחד, להעלות מיסים לאזרחי ישראל. נטל המס הוא כבד על העובדים, במיוחד על מעמד הביניים. שהכותרות יצעקו כמה שהם רוצים. אין לנו כוונה להעלות מיסים, וכך נמשיך. מדבריו של השר כחלון הביא הכתבתנו פיי גוטמן. שר הביטחון אביגדור ליברמן ביטל פגישה עם משפחות הנרצחים בפיגוע באזור התעשייה בברקן. כתבנו לענייני צבא וביטחון, צחי דבוש. אתמול פורסמה הקלטה של קצין בדרגת סגן אלוף שנשלח לעדכן את אביה של קים יחזקאל, זיכרונה לברכה, בהריסת בית המחבל. בעקבות ההדלפה הודיע שר הביטחון למשפחות חג'בי ויחזקאל שלא יפגוש בהן. ביקשתי לפגוש אתכם בנפש חפצה ולעדכן אתכם במצוד אחר המחבל. לצערי, כששיחה עם קצין צה"ל שהתקשר אליכם בהנחייתי מוקלטת ומודלפת, לא ניתן לקיים שיח פתוח. כך ליברמן. המיזוג בין ערוץ 10 לבין רשת מתקרב להכרעה. מועצת הרשות השנייה צפויה להתכנס מחר בצהריים ולאשר את מיזוג הערוצים. זאת על אף התנגדות יושבת ראש הרשות יוליה שמלוב ברקוביץ'. כתבנו אליה בבתיתו מציין כי כבר לפני מספר שבועות דרש שר התקשורת איוב קרא שהרשות השנייה תסיים את הליך השימוע בנושא המיזוג עד מחר. 
קובי אמסלם, אביו של הנער אילון שלו אמסלם, שנדרס למוות בחודש יולי על ידי נהג המואשם בניגה בשכרות, דיבר היום בוועידת דה מרקרי לבטיחות בדרכים, וקרא לשנות את המצב הבלתי נסבל בכבישים, כלשונו. כתבתנו ליה ספילקין שמע אותו. מדי יום נוסף עוד קורבן ועוד אחד. הכמויות האלה פוגעות בנו יותר מאשר כל מלחמות ישראל, ואם יש מלחמה צודקת זאת מלחמה על החיים. אסור לתת לתאונות הדרכים להמשיך לפגוע בנו ולהרוג בנו. תעשו הכל כדי שזה לא יקרה לאף אחד יותר. חבר הכנסת אלעזר שטרן מיש עתיד מתנצל בפני נשים שנפגעו מדבריו, אך לא בפני השרה מירי רגב. בנאום במליאת הכנסת התייחס שטרן לדברים שאמר אתמול לרגב, מהם משתמע שהתקדמה בצה"ל שלא בזכות כישוריה. אני מבין, לצערי, שיש נשים שנפגעו מהדברים האלה, אזי בפניהם אני מביע גם את צערי. אבל כדי שיהיה ברור, מירי רגב היא לא אחת מהם, היא לא נפגעה מהדברים שלי. היא מאושרת, היא לקחה את הדברים האלה לעוד סיבוב תקשורתי. מבחינתה, ייתכן שמוצלח. וחג סיגד שמח. כ-140,000 יהודי אתיופיה מציינים היום את חידוש הברית בין העם לאל. נשיא המדינה ראובן ריבלין השתתף באירוע המרכזי לציון החג בעת איילת ארמון הנציב בירושלים ואמר, ההיסטוריה של העם היהודי מחייבת אותנו לעמוד יחד ולפעול נגד הגזענות כלפי קהילת יוצאי אתיופיה. כתבנו מאיר מרציאנו שמע אותו. אזרחי ישראל לא ייתנו יד לאפליה. אני מבקש להזכיר לכולנו, לכל אזרחי ישראל, את אברה, שגורלו הפך אותו לבן של כולנו, ושחסרונו והדאגה לשלומו מעיבים על שמחת החג הזה כבר ארבע שנים ארוכות. מזג האוויר עד לשעות הערב עדיין ייתכן גשם מקומי, בעיקר בדרום הארץ ובמזרחה. אלה החדשות שעורכת ענבל אלבז.
It is a great song. It's a great album. Eighth Day, always with amazing material. Always with amazing material. This song opens up their brand new album entitled Stronger, Closer. Pretty good, huh? 
Brand new eighth day at JM in the AM. Before that, Lenny Solomon with Nigun Leviathan. I thought that that song, uh, or that album, I should say, uh, meaning the eighth day album, was uh, was out this past Monday. Apparently, it's uh, released worldwide is later this week, either tomorrow or Friday. So it's called Stronger Closer here at JM in the AM. Error Rosh Chodesh Kislev. Well, I was wrong when it came to the runoff election in Jerusalem. I thought it was uh, yesterday. In fact, it's this, uh, this coming Tuesday, the 13th of November. So the runoff for mayor of Jerusalem is the 13th of November, this coming Tuesday. We'll see what happens with the two uh, remaining candidates. Should be interesting. Mentioned earlier, a lot of our uh, a lot of our good friends, when I mean our, I mean uh, the Jewish people, Israel, etc., uh, won in their elections yesterday. Some did not was very unhappy to see the uh, Marty Golden loss in the uh, New York State Senate. Uh, the Dan Donovan loss on Staten Island. This, uh, or I, I guess in this case we should call it Southern Brooklyn. <laughs> I don't think it was Staten Island that uh, lost it for Donovan. That's a little bit of a shocker. I did notice that both Peter King and Lee Zeldin were leading with almost all the precincts uh, counted out on Long Island. And uh, in New York uh, City and State, um, Simcha Eichenstein, Simcha Felder, big winners in their Senate and Assembly uh, races. Um, in the uh, gubernatorial race, Governor Cuomo gets a third term. Wow. Um, Senator Gillibrand was reelected. Another six-year term. Did you see the numbers on her on her results? I don't know what what it's at right now. We could check, but wow! I mean, <laughs> we're talking about uh, when someone told me the the difference. I don't want to say anything until I look it up, which I am now. When someone told me the difference between the percentage that she got compared to the percentage that uh, that um, her opponent got. I said it's like a council race. I mean, we're talking about a really, really massive landslide. Um, yeah, it is possible. It is really possible that uh, that she will now use that platform and that popularity to run for president, which will be very interesting. All right, I'm trying to see here if we can get the... Um, if we can get the Senate results, can't get it this second. All right, we'll look it up and pass that information along to you. Um, but it was a uh, a very hefty margin, to say the least. A very, very hefty margin. Um, let's see. State results, New York. Here we go. Gillibrand, oh, it wasn't, it wasn't as bad as I uh, initially thought, <laughs> or I should say it wasn't as good for her as I initially thought. Uh, Gillibrand, 66.5%, and Farley, 33.5%. At some point, with a really large majority of the precincts reporting, at some point, um, she had like a, a lead that had her number in the 80s. Just incredible. Uh, anyway, it ends up at the 60... Uh, Sixty-seven thirty-three, basically. More coming up. It's a Wednesday morning broadcast. You're listening to JM in the AM.
The brand new Benny Friedman song, the Sechazena. Wednesday morning on this era of Rosh Chodesh, with us live via telephone, Rabbi Dr. Josh Joseph, who is the senior vice president at Yeshiva University this coming Sunday. <clears throat> Excuse me, the open house and Israel fair takes place for Yeshiva University's undergraduate women, for Stern College for Women, Sai Sim School of Business, and the Katz School. It all happens this coming Sunday with registration beginning at 9 a.m. at 245 Lexington Avenue. And as we, as is traditional for us, um, we try to encourage as many people as possible in the uh, in the appropriate age group to check out 
<clears throat> Yeshiva University, in this case, Stern College for Women and its associated schools at their open house and Israel fair this coming Sunday. Now, I'm going to discipline myself because when um, my Dr. Josh Joseph is within earshot of, of me, both on and off the air, uh, the odds are that we are going to drift into a conversation about the <laughs> about the Skyline Conference men's basketball <laughs> men's basketball uh, tournament and related topics, especially how the men of Yeshiva University and the others, the uh, the other men and women of Yeshiva University on the athletic fields, represent our people brilliantly. But that apparently that is not for today's discussion. Rabbi Dr. Josh Joseph. Senior Vice President, Yeshiva University. Welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you. That kind of introduction, I think you've taken away all my uh, talking points for the morning. <laughs> do, do you also have to discipline yourself not to drift into a Yeshiva Max discussion? Well, listen, Nachum, like so many people who come on the show, I love you. And whenever we spend time together, whether it's in public or in private, we can drift into all kinds of different conversations. But as you said, this coming Sunday... Exciting day at Yeshiva University, Stern College for Women, Sysim School of Business for Women, the Associates Program in Management. That's this coming Sunday, and then the following Sunday, Yeshiva College, Sysims for Men, and the Associates Program in the Cat School for Men as well. Two exciting, fun-filled days, great opportunities to meet with leadership, to meet with students. I get to work on a panel with the amazing students at Yeshiva University. And, and you know, when it comes down to it, whether it's the student-athletes, like you said, the basketball team or the Tennis teams, which were lowering banners for two, we've had nine championships in five years. Wow. Um, see, I'm drifting already into <laughs> athletics. But that's just that 10 percent of our student bodies on our 15 uh, uh, varsity teams, which is which is an incredible thing. And I could go on about them, but really, our students are. It's just an amazing thing when you think about Loalenu, what happened in Pittsburgh, uh, and you were there. And a number of our students, groups went down there, students on our campuses holding vigils, all kinds of learning Torah on behalf of these martyrs, um, you know, just across the different graduate schools and undergraduate schools, uh, different kinds of uh, activities, whether it's uh, legal, psychological, social work, um, all kinds of different students doing amazing things. And that's just the amazing part of being at Yeshiva University as a yeah. student body. No question and, about it. And, and that is an opportunity, again, this Sunday, to meet with the students who will yeah. be there and, and to hear their stories. Look, this is something I point out all the time. It, it, it is a unique institution. Uh, there are people out there who are, if they don't realize its uniqueness, they are likely not familiar with it. I'm glad you pointed out that both the women and the men have these opportunities. The women, as you said, at the open house in Israel Fair, this Sunday, the men, I assume, up on the Uptown campus, that's going to be on the Wolf campus next Sunday on November the 18th, and they should all explore it. You know, many, many people in this audience are familiar with Yeshiva College, Stern College, even the Sim School at this point. Many are not familiar with the Cat School. Could you give us a, a word or two about how that program has incorporated itself into the undergraduate experience? Yeah, what this has done is already over 50 students, Malcolm. It's amazing. What this program has done has allowed students who may not have otherwise previously been able to participate in YU, gives them a pathway. That's something we're very big on now, is building these pathways to multiple degrees where you can get out of YU after a few years and have an associate's and a bachelor's. Uh, Again, with the appropriate kinds of success rates, where you can get out with a bachelor's and a master's. Uh, And and these types of skill sets, you know, now we have master's degrees 
in cybersecurity, in data analytics, wow. in biotechnology management, just and it goes on and on. And we're you know all kinds of exciting new kinds of programs that we are building into the system, so that when you start, you already know, hey, I'm going to go to medical school. You build that in. I'm going to go into smicha. You build that in right from the beginning. You go to law school and so on and so forth. And uh, it's just an incredible what, the energy at YU. Uh, again, driven by the students, driven by the amazing faculty, the total leadership. Uh, it, it's just unbelievable. And, and part of that now, of that milieu, of that sort of gestalt, is this CATS program, the, both the associate's degree on the undergraduate levels as well as the graduate programs that are coming out of the, uh, out of the school that are really exciting. And really, uh, you know, our students who are, who are going into them are, are really, uh, you know, excited about the opportunities that they will provide for them career-wise, as well as just growing their education and growing their skill sets. Rabbi Dr. Josh Joseph is with us, Senior Vice President up at Yeshiva University. Open house for women this Sunday, Barron Campus downtown, or Midtown, I should say more accurately. Uh, the Wolf Campus on November the 18th for, uh, for those men who want to explore this. Now, for parents who are frustrated that their children, who they'd like to help encourage go to Yeshiva University, are now in Israel and can't participate, obviously, this Sunday or the following Sunday. Do we reach out to students who are now spending their senior or post-high school year in Israel to let them know about the uh, beauty of Yeshiva University? We do. In fact, we have a team that's on the ground in Israel. I had the uh, great zuchos to be with them just last week, just a couple weeks ago, to be on our campus, uh, the beautiful Gruss campus in uh, Bayi Vigan, Shalayim, uh, as well as to visit, to begin visiting with some of the yeshivas and some of the seminaries where uh, you know, 24, 2,500 students are, are learning, uh, including people who are on the students who are on our programs, Shana Aleph, Shana Bet, and a growing even number of Shana Gimel uh, students. And we <laughs> go and we meet with them and we go and visit the schools and give them all kinds of opportunities for one-on-one uh, meetings as well as uh, larger meetings. And, uh, you know, we're always available on the phone, uh, on uh, through email, on Instagram now. I'm not really sure what that means, but <laughs> at my YU story. Um, you know, on Facebook and so on and so forth. And, uh, um, you know, it's, it's an opportunity there in Israel. Uh, the, uh, the programs themselves are amazing. should be spending as much time as possible. It took me four years uh, to get through the Israel experience. You know, I'm a little slow, so it takes me four years. But it takes I didn't realize you made that kind of commitment. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and it's just, you know, the, the opportunity to grow in Torah, to grow in your Ruchnias, to grow in your Yiddishkeit, to, to develop relationships. Uh, relationships with mentors and Rebbeim and Rebunim. It's just, it's an incredible thing. So, yeah. And then to be able to bring that back to YU and to be able to continue in that growth, right. you know, to grow your Ruchnias, to grow your Torah learning, uh, I think that, you know, that's one of the amazing things that YU offers and that our students really take advantage of. I just had a student in my office yesterday uh, who came to us really with almost zero background uh, in Judaism. Uh, now he learns Torah at the, at the end of the meeting. He asked me, you know, he just finished Masil Hishar, and what should he be learning? He just got a job with a major bank. He's an international student. I don't know if you know what that means. To come from an international, from a country, we have students from 27 countries who are now undergraduates at YU, and to be able to get a job at a major bank in midtown Manhattan, uh, doing sales and trading, uh, you know, with tremendous growth opportunities, um, for him to be able to come, and now coming through and growing in Ruchnis and growing in his Torah learning, to be able to have a job coming right out of college, He's doing an internship there as we speak, you know, while he's learning. Uh, it's just an amazing thing, and these kinds of opportunities can only be made by these incredible leadership students that we have. No question about it. Um, Josh, Dr. Josh Joseph is with us, Senior Vice President of University. And my point earlier with the, you know, so many students being in Israel, 
Nonetheless, the open house is going to be packed. You know, obviously, a lot of students that age who are about to go into college are overseas, uh, mostly in Israel. But nonetheless, there are plenty here in this area <laughs> that will benefit from Sunday's program, and there'll be plenty who are there. Um, uh, you know, who are colleagues of theirs, and uh, they should realize that uh, they'll see a very vibrant young and enthusiastic crowd if they come and be part of this open house and Israel fair this coming Sunday. So everybody has an opportunity to really explore Yeshiva University, the women for Stern College for Women, Sim School of Business, and the Cat School this coming Sunday on the Barron campus in Midtown. For men on the 18th of November, next Sunday, at Yeshiva College, Sai Sim School, and the Cat School uptown, uh, you'll have an opportunity. By the way, tell, uh, give, give us a perspective on this Israel fair. Why is there an Israel component to this open house? Listen, we believe that uh, continuing your uh, Torah growth is an important piece. Your, your growing your neshama is an important piece of your growth as an individual, as a student. And so we encourage our students, 80% of whom go to Israel, uh, to spend a year before they go to college, at least a year, before they come to college and uh, do, do so as part of our joint Israel program, the Estania Abraham Israel program. Uh, and it's really, you know, look, you, you, know, you mentioned our numbers for people who've registered for the open houses is, is up. We just uh, closed our uh, early decision honors applications. Those numbers are up. The, the, the quantity of, of, of students, the, the, the GPAs, the SATs, the ACTs, but not just in terms of those numbers, in terms of the quality of the students, the kind of things that uh, the students are already doing Juniors come to the open house, juniors in high school, seniors in high school. So it's not just when you right. get to Israel that you start thinking about these things. Right. Students and parents are thinking about it earlier and earlier, yeah, I would, and registration is up. It's, yeah. just, it's just a beautiful thing. I would think that there'll be a lot of high school seniors and their parents um, who are going to be attending both of these open houses. All right, I'm behind schedule, but I must mention two things, too. All right, Dr. Josh Joseph is with us. Number one, uh, you know, I get these unique experiences now as my kids get older. And, and this past Shabbos, uh, my son spent uh, Shabbat in an Ivy League university visiting friends. Comes home Saturday night, <laughs> hands me a pile of what looks like newspapers and flyers and says, here, Dad, I brought, you, I brought you a gift. What did he bring me? He brought me the latest flyers about clubs and gatherings and political points of view and the daily newspaper that comes out each and every day on this Ivy League campus, all of which have very interesting points of view about lifestyle, about society, about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Uh, I am. This is not a BDS speech, and this is way beyond BDS in terms of what's going on on the college campus. I just want parents to focus that for those of us who are on college campuses and visiting them, you know, many decades ago, we may not realize what's going on in 2018 on some of these campuses. I can guarantee you they will not be inundated with that type of material in the Yeshiva University uh, campus. And I think it's important. Well, it's even, it's even uh, you know, we, I just was speaking with a, one of our female students who did Sahal before she came to Stern. And, you know, what she talks about, it's not just about being on a campus with BDS. It's coming to a place where she can speak proudly about her experiences and right. what she's done and what she believes in. Right. So, you know, that, that, you know, look, there are different kinds of students. I'm not going to tell you, you know, what, what, what's right and what's wrong. Parents have to make that decision. Students have to make that right. decision. Right, correct. Just, but I mean, I need to point to it out. We've got to point when it you can, out. When you, yeah, you do. And yep. when you can go to a campus that believes in you, that's proud of you, right. I mean, what kind of growth potential do you have there versus a place where maybe – you don't have those kinds of opportunities to feel comfortable in your own skin. I, I just think that that needs to, I agree with you, that needs to be considered 
um, you know, as part of the decision making. I I had a a female sergeant of the IDF in uh, at my Shabbos table, and she was at a at a city college, one of the city colleges on Manhattan Island. And she said the moment that the student body around her found out that she was a veteran of the IDF, the a complete change of attitude toward her. And I think that that needs to be pointed out. The other thing is, uh, look, I'm a parent, folks. Uh, you know, full disclosure, I have two students at Yeshiva University right now. Uh, I have two children, I should say, at Yeshiva University right now who are students. Uh, Josh knows them well. And I will tell you that, that, com- that um, contrary to all opinion. And contrary to every rumor, when you are in need of assistance from Yeshiva University to make sure that your student, your child, can go there without the 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 immense, impossible financial pressures that are involved in colleges these days, speak to YU. Rabbi Dr. Joseph, uh, I think it's safe. And by the way, I notice you have Robert Freeman actually addressing the crowd this Sunday. You you pr- yeah, he- you proudly put out the head of the finance department who and most colleges would not by the way most colleges would not do that <laughs> you know they they don't want to make him a target uh, but you, you put him out there to discuss and to encourage people come and speak to us and let's make this happen yeah that's exactly right we want to make it happen we want to make it happen for you we want to give you that opportunity and we work with families you know we take into consideration you've been paying Shiva day school tuition right. maybe you have multiple children in right. the in the system still. We want to make it work. We want to work with you uh, so that you know college becomes uh, affordable and uh, you know man- manageable, so that uh, the YU experience is available to, to you across the socioeconomic spectrum. All right, we, uh, we'll do the basketball discussion. I hope we do it before the twentieth of November. And we'll explain to this audience why that's a significant date, but not right now. Uh, Rabbi Dr. Okay. Josh Joseph, Senior Vice President of University, Open House. Let's call it the Open House for Undergraduate Women uh, at the Barron Campus, Midtown, this coming Sunday. For the undergraduate men, um, it, it'll be up on the Wolf Campus, Uptown, Washington Heights, on the 18th of November. Good luck with both of these, and thank you so much for joining me this morning. Thank you, Nachum. Real pleasure. Wednesday morning, way behind schedule, but well worth it, frankly. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Arav Zebin, and Zechonishmas Esther Basar, here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. The Nesiva Shalom says that everything that happens to a person in his life is Hashem calling him closer. The Me'uras of Simcha, the occasions of joy, is a call to come closer. Those that are other types of calls, calls of pain, Chas Shalom, are also a call to come closer. We know that the first step of Tshuva is Vishamata Bekolo, that a Jew has to listen to the voice that is calling to him. That's the understanding that the source of a bracha that comes out from our Chorev each day, it is over the hearts of Bnei Yisrael to come closer. The Hirhuah Tshuva asks the question, why does it say, that we should cling to Hashem? We know that all of our lives we try to cling to Hashem, that is our avoda, that service. The kavana is that in addition to all the mitzvahs in the Torah, a person should also listen to the kol Hashem that speaks to him constantly. This is particular to every Jew. The mitzvah continues to repeat itself many times in the Torah. It's interesting that we find 
that one of the donkeys of Kish, Shaul's father, were lost. Kish told Shaul to take one of the young people and to look for them. When they didn't find them, Shaul suggested they return because they had been looking for them a long time. The Nar said, There is an Isha Lukim in the city. This man is esteemed. Everything that he says is certain to occur. Let us go there. Maybe he will tell us the road upon which we should travel. The Pasuk then says, Formerly, this is what someone would have said when he went to inquire of Hashem. Let us go to the Novi. The prophet of today was formerly the called that seer that they approached. What does this mean? They didn't go to the Novi to find out where the donkeys were. They went there to find out what Hashem wants from them. If they would have found the donkeys, it would have been understood that the reason for their search was to find the donkeys. But now that they didn't find the donkeys, why did they have to go back to look for them? What did Hashem want from them? When they would go to the Novi, He would explain to them, He was the Roah. He would understand the deeper reasons behind life. And that's exactly what it says, that the Novi would explain to them what Hashem wants from them. In our generation today, with all the things that happen in this world, it is our job to try and understand what it is that Hashem expects from us, what Hashem wants us to learn from this world. When we do learn it, when we pick up the ideas and we implement them into our own lives and we strive higher, closer to Hashem, we cause a nachas ruach, a great spirit, that Hashem Yisbarach says, this is my nation, I am glorified through them. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, Bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. J.M. in the A.M. Wednesday on the 7th of November, the 29th of Mar Cheshvan. It's Erev Rosh Chodesh Kislev. By the way, uh, we, I should mention, now I'm going to sound like my friend Curtis Lewa. I should mention if anybody is in Midtown for the Stern College Open House this coming Sunday, don't forget our friends at Bedford-on-Bark. Bedford-on-Bark have delicious lunch, delicious dinner, and they're right across the street from Brookdale Hall on 34th Street, 61 East 34th Street, in New York City, we remind you that Bedford-on-Park continues to remind everybody out there that the holiday season is coming up. They have uh, Thanksgiving dinner for your family. Place your reservations. They have Hanukkah celebrations for your staff and clients. Place your reservations. Year-end parties, again, for your staff, clients, family, whatever the case may be. And they'll do Shevabrachas as well right in the heart of Midtown. So check out Bedford-on-Park, 61 East 34th Street. Menu's great. The bar is great. The uh, service is wonderful. It's really a wonderful ambiance and a great experience. BedfordKitchen.com, BedfordKitchen.com, 61 East 34th Street in New York City. Well, many of you have likely heard about the um, a Tribe Works event that is happening this coming Tuesday, happening November the 13th on Staten Island, a hub for business growth, networking, and funding. Tribe Works has captured the attention of entrepreneurs and startups from across the Jewish world, launched by a coalition of leading Jewish nonprofits, TribeWorks is the first ever collaborative effort to connect Jewish entrepreneurs with the services, strategy, and guidance they need for their emerging businesses to survive and thrive in the modern market. It's eight hours this coming Tuesday at the Hilton Garden in Staten Island, New York. You can go to tribeworks.org for information, tribeworks.org. 
Org. There are joint sessions. The keynote is being uh, delivered by Howard Jonas, who will be interviewed by Laser Cornwasser. And if you go to the web, you will see uh, the lunch keynote, by the way, our good friend, the Dr. Noam Wasserman, USC and Harvard, and a best-selling author. If you go to the web um, and, and go to that site, tribeworks.org, and click on the event schedule, you will see a very, very impressive, voluminous list of names of those who will be presenting on Tuesday. With us live via telephone is Ben Wiener. Ben Wiener is managing partner at Jump Speed Ventures. He is presenting at the TribeWorks One Day Business Accelerator on the 13th of November uh, that we mentioned is this Tuesday on Staten Island. Ben Wiener, welcome to JM in the AM. Thanks a lot for having me, Nakam. I appreciate it. Good to be back. I thank you very much. Yes, welcome back. Uh, first, remind us what Jump Speed Ventures is, please. So Jump Speed Ventures is a is an early stage venture capital fund based in Jerusalem, uh, which invests exclusively in early stage startups that originate that start their lives in the Jerusalem Israel startup ecosystem, which is going through a bit of a renaissance over the last couple of years. And I established the fund about five years ago to sort of tap into that new group of startups that we're developing here in Jerusalem. Are you constantly being bombarded by impressive startups? I'm constantly being bombarded by startups. Uh, <laughs> Only some of which are impressive, huh? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I have tremendous respect for the entrepreneurial journey, which is sort of why I'm speaking at this event. Uh, I think every entrepreneur should be you know, encouraged to pursue their dream. Uh, as an investor, obviously, I can only... Man, you know, managing other people's money, I can only invest in a few of the hundreds of things that I see every year. Uh, some investors see thousands of things a year and can only invest in a few. So, unfortunately, we're in the business of having to say no a lot to entrepreneurs. But that doesn't mean, and I, I make this case all the time to entrepreneurs. I try to stress to them: it doesn't, you know, it's like dating. You know, it's not you; it's me. Uh, <laughs> I wish you the best of luck. I really hope that you succeed. I'm not rooting for your failure. It's just not in my sweet spot. So, unfortunately, we have to say a no. We have to say no a lot because what may be impressive to somebody else isn't as impressive uh, to us or, or fit into our specific criteria. But I am, I am bombarded, like any other professional investor. I, I have the pleasure of getting to meet and see tons of innovative things all the time, and I have the privilege to get to invest in, in a couple of them. Now, when you speak on uh, Tuesday at 11.15 on the topic of the Ten Commandments of Funding Your Business, based on what you just told us, you're going to address... Uh, funding a business, even if you're not the one who's funding the business? Yeah. I mean, we want to give advice to entrepreneurs because, you know, we always joke that I, I always say investors are like snowflakes. Like, it's not like we all speak with the same mind or we look at the thing, things with the same lens. So every investor is and, and should look at things through a different set of perspectives. And there are, I think, a certain common set of principles that every entrepreneur should know before they pitch an investor, you never know when you're going to click with that investor. And again, it's like it's like dating. You know, you you date a lot of people. You're looking for one. Um, it doesn't mean the other ones are bad. They're just not for you. So the same thing as you know, for an entrepreneur that's recruiting or trying to get investment, you got to keep pitching until you click. But there are a certain set of principles that I think are universal to the pitch and to the approach for funding. And that's what I'm going to kind of try to you know go over on Tuesday because of the nature of the crowd. I have. I have a version of it that ties in a lot, believe it or not, to uh, the Chumash and to Tanakh and stories that we have in our tradition, which aren't usually viewed as entrepreneurial stories. But when you look at them through the lens of, believe it or not, pitching a startup, you find a lot of commonality in the traditional stories that we have in our Jewish tradition 
of some of our avodes and some of our forefathers who and foremothers who were actually, you know, in a certain way, very entrepreneurial. And I'm trying to, in a few minutes, I'm going to try to give some of those examples in the context of what, what makes a good, you know, startup pitch. So it should be People have found it interesting in the past, and I hope that this uh, crowd finds it interesting as well. Ben Wiener's with us, managing partner at Jump Speed Ventures. Everyone's invited to, uh, I think everyone's invited to participate in the TribeWorks One Day Business Accelerator. Is it, in fact, open to all? As far as I know. I mean, there's yeah. a link on the website to, to register, and I believe it's still open. So, uh, And, and yeah. though, based on what you just told us, I mean, those in the not-for-profit world would also benefit from a lot of these sessions. Uh, yeah, you, the, the schedule is on the website. So if you look at the view schedule, there's a tab there, and you can see, if you want to participate, you can see what the different uh, topics are going to be. There are breakout sessions in the afternoon, and it's a, it's a good way for anybody who's thinking of coming to evaluate you know, whether it's for them or not and, and what they could gain potentially from uh, the different sessions. I mean, there's a, a tremendous for, – for a first-time event, I give a lot of credit to the organizers, um, some of whom are, are friends of mine. They've done an amazing job of assembling a really interesting roster of people that will be speaking. I'm not talking about myself, but obviously the other people that are speaking. Uh, and some of the breakout sessions are being led by really interesting people from different parts of uh, business and professional life. So there's a lot of different topics that are going to be touched on there, and I think it should be really applicable to a wide range of people. Uh, tribeworks.org, everybody. Tribeworks, W-O-R-K-S, tribeworks.org for information. By the way, as you just alluded to, a very impressive list of sponsors and organizations and companies behind this effort. I guess that, again, speaks to uh, people out there in the business world understanding the need for a conference like this. Yeah, and note that, you know, there's a lot, you know, it's men and women. They they, right. they did a great job of assembling a panel and groups of, of not just men, but also women. So it's really open to, to both sides of the aisle and, and a lot of different people to come. And um, you know, I, I think it just should be noted that I think part of the motivation for starting a, an event like this is that in the firm community, in, in the Orthodox community, you know, maybe 30 years ago, everyone was encouraged to be a doctor or a lawyer by our Jewish mothers and, and fathers. Um, and, and today, uh, we need to be aware that there are a lot of other opportunities in business for, for young people and, and even older people to break out of their molds and try entrepreneurial things. And the entrepreneurial journey is a, is a really special thing. And but has its own sort of unique nuances, and, and you sort of need to know certain things before you go into it, and this will hopefully get people a couple steps further ahead. Like like I say, a one-day accelerator to accelerate and move these skills and capabilities forward for a whole new group of people that are contemplating the entrepreneurial journey. I, will, I would assume that on Tuesday you will be pitched all day long by different people who want to speak to you. Do you know if there's a, a formal part to the pitching? Will there be an opportunity for people to in a more public setting on Tuesday, uh, get their uh, get their company or their idea out there and see what the reaction of the uh, potential uh, venture capitalist is? So, yeah, there is a link uh, on the site uh, that invites some pitches. Uh, there's going to be a, some sort of pitch competition at the end. Uh, so people, if they have ideas, can look at that link and see if they're relevant for that link. I can tell you, not only not, not only do I know that I will be pitched, I already have been pitched <laughs> by people who, who reached out to me and said, we're going to be seeing you at this conference. Can we already tell you about our, our idea? Um, again, as I said in the beginning, unfortunately, I am limited through my fund uh, to invest in only startups that originate in Jerusalem, Israel. So right. if there are entrepreneurs from Jerusalem who happen to be at the conference, I'm happy to talk to them but and evaluate them. Otherwise, it's just you know free advice from another, you know, my two cents as, not, as an investor uh, to people who are bouncing their ideas off me. Unfortunately, I will probably not be eligible to invest in their 
ventures, but I'm happy to be there and give advice. And I, I've already sort of set up with a couple people to, to try to have a couple minutes with them to give them my input for, for whatever it's worth. Ben, um, you know, as as I've as I've been involved in this world of, of broadcasting over the years, I've asked certain people, and it sometimes sounds like a silly question, uh, because what could people teach you in fifteen twenty seconds? But I've sometimes asked people, do you have a, you know any principles, any you know, solid policies or principles that would you know help me in growing a business, growing this effort, et cetera, et cetera? And I've gotten over the years a couple of really valuable pieces that I repeat very often. If I said to you, Ben Weiner. Is there one piece of information or one piece of advice that you would give generally to entrepreneurs, to the people who are, you know, who are uh, uh, who are listening closely to everything you have to say? Is there one thing that you could say that would be a a good life lesson for this uh, for this uh, arena of life? Uh, there are a lot of different ways I could answer that, but I would say um, you do have to know what you're getting into. The startups look very glamorous from outside. I think you know we need to be aware as we start the entrepreneurial journey, that a lot of this stuff doesn't work out. And it's no fault of the people starting them. It's often uh, the market just isn't ready for what you're trying to do or, or the idea is not fully baked. So just, you know, we read about the successful startups. We don't always read enough about the 97, 96% of things that don't work. Um, so if you, if you want to be an entrepreneur and if you want to start something, you have to make that leap of faith as narrow a leap as possible. You have to do your homework. You have to be understanding of what you're getting into and be well prepared because it's, you know, as exciting as it is when it does succeed, it's, it's you know, only a portion of, of startups do. And you have to get smart about uh, what, what are the characteristics of a successful startup and what are the characteristics of one that doesn't work. And that's, that takes a long time. It's not something that, that uh, you figure out overnight. Right. Plus, uh, I mean, it, it, you know, and frankly, uh, funds and venture capitalists and investors—they they don't always get it right as well. Sometimes they'll 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 pass on something that ends up being a big success, right? That's absolutely right. I'll never forget, and, and I'm a professional investor. I'll never forget when somebody told me seven or eight years ago that they were going to San Francisco for a conference, and all the hotels were sold out, and they were going to stay in someone else's uh, second room in their house, which they had seen on a site called AirBedAndBreakfast.com, and I remember saying. Someone, a stranger is going to let you into their house to sleep, you know, sleep in the room. I said, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. That's <laughs> never going to work. And of course, you know, Airbnb is now worth, you know, tens of billions of dollars and, and I'm a fresh, professional investor. So, and, and by the way, if you look at, if you look at Brian Chesky's blog, who's the CEO of Airbnb, he posted recently all the rejection emails that he got from all the mainline VCs until he finally got one that invested. So even the smartest venture capitalists will often, you know, you know, swing and miss on, a, on an idea and that's part of the game we're not we're definitely no geniuses and we're definitely not perfect and we're gonna like a baseball player if you hit you know 40 percent or 50 percent you're right. gonna be in the hall of fame so right. we're, we're gonna swing and miss a lot yeah amazing the the old tenement rose you know half a mile of here old surviving on airbnb it's funny that that you mentioned that this morning all yeah. right everybody triborks.org that's where you go you go to that website tribe works.org an amazing and incredible lineup i mean they have some amazing names here that are going to be speaking the joint session keynote speaker uh, to open the program at 10 o'clock on tuesday is howard jonas being interviewed by laser cornwasser and then the lunch keynote dr noam wasserman professor usc and harvard and best-selling author plus i mean tens of uh, of other speakers and as ben mentioned to me off the air that list continues to grow and grow uh, information again, tribeworks.org. It's happening in Staten Island this coming 
Tuesday. Ben Wiener is the uh, managing partner at Jump Speed Ventures. Thanks so much for uh, joining me, and good luck on Tuesday. Always a pleasure. Thanks a lot, Nachum. Appreciate that. There he is, Ben Wiener, 7.52, eight minutes before 8 o'clock. It is JM in the AM. Eitan Freilich is going to be joining us. Plenty coming up on a Wednesday at JM in the AM.
Jam in the AM Wednesday morning with Achenu done by the New York Boys Choir. This is America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world, the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course in the beloved NSN app. Well, Eitan Freilich is going to join us in a minute. He, um, <laughs> the, the challenge of uh, releasing a brand new album, uh, uh, pales in comparison to the challenges that his family has had recently. We'll discuss all of this uh, coming up here. Um, Eitan was scheduled for this morning. We gave him the option to postpone. He said no. We'll explain all of this coming up here at JM in the AM. But first, from the brand new album uh, released uh, last week by Eitan Freilach, an album entitled Peace Will Come, Yavo Shalom. It all starts with Ivdu. Eitan Freilich is brand new on a new Music Alert Wednesday at JM in the AM.
J.M. and the A.M. brand new from Eitan Freilach. Album is entitled Yavo Shalom, Peace Will Come. It's a new music alert Wednesday, and uh, Eitan Freilach is with us live via telephone. Eitan, good morning. Welcome back to J.M. and the A.M. Good morning, Nachum. Feels Pre- like uh, only yesterday that we spoke. That, that's true. And let me explain to the audience uh, some of the background of what's been happening over the last few weeks. Uh, Eitan and his wonderful wife, Gabriella. Um, became uh, proud parents of preemie twins uh, just a couple of months ago. And as many people know, and Eitan and, and Gabriella have been very open about this and have been keeping everybody up to date in terms of what's happening in their lives. As uh, many people know, um, uh, Yeshaya Nassan, uh, the older of the preemies, is um, is progressing, Baruch Hashem. And, uh, you know, I'm somebody who knows a little bit something about the preemie parent experience. And Baruch Hashem, we uh, continue to pray for his refuah shlema. Uh, the unfortunate news, of course, that we learned last week is that Avidan Yehuda has uh, passed away. And therefore, Eitan, to you and, and your wonderful wife, um, as strange as this sounds, uh, but this is the first time we're speaking publicly, I'm going to say Mazal Tov to you, while at the same time I will say I hope that you are being comforted with all the good wishes uh, that are coming from around the world. No, you're, you're, you're 100% spot on. It definitely is a Mazal Tov. Um, you know, it's not being an easy ride, as you know, and, and it's it, it, it definitely no part of the journey has been easy, but it, we've definitely been comforted by the messages and, and by the fact that we were happy and we were, I would say, blessed to have a, a, you know, a beautiful, I would say, precious five weeks with, with Avidan. And uh, like both Gabriel and I, and I, I really do speak for both of us, and I don't always speak for both of us when it comes to music because we've got very different tastes. But we, when it comes down to this and the important things, you know, we very much agree that, that, that you know, we, we were the lucky ones. We had the honor, you know, to be Avidam's parents. We, we were saying last week at the Shiva that, you know, anyone, anyone could, have, could have been his parents. And we were the lucky ones to have a, a son with a pure neshama. And, 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 you know, we're just grateful for those precious five weeks. So I, I, we mean that with a full heart when we say that. But thank you. Ah, <sighs> um, Wow. Um, I think there are a couple of important messages here. Firstly, um, very often when someone goes through a tragic experience, those around them and those in, you know, the, the further outer circles around them very often don't know how to respond, what to say, prefer not to say anything. I I think you can speak on behalf of those who've been through these, uh, this type of difficult situation that you'd prefer to hear from people than not hear from them. Yeah, I mean, I, we, we've sort of learned something along the way. Um, it's very hard. Some, sometimes people say funny things and silly things, and some people, as you said, don't say anything. And then some people also, you know, are very open, and they, and they tell us their experiences. And, and what we've sort of learned is that everyone firstly means well, but also, unfortunately, we've learned that there's, there's, you know, there's so many, everyone has their own experiences. Everyone in life has their their troubles and their problems and if they want to be open they should be allowed to be open and if they want to be quiet we thought you know we, we, we sort of say to each other then then obviously they should be comfortable in being quiet and everyone should every but everyone experiences things you know originally a couple months ago when when we we, we had gone for some scans and, and whatever we went to one of our like ba- favorite bagel places and we sat down there and, and no one knew anything at that point and we, and we like looked around the room and we said you know we're sitting here smiling and laughing because that's what we do we always smile and laugh and 
and, and we looked around the room, and no one knew anything, and everyone else probably also has their own things. Everyone's got sorrows, everyone, unfortunately, but this is, this is part of life, and, and it's just a matter of how you, how you deal with it and how you cope with it. And our way was, honestly, we, 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 we went downstairs to the consultant who actually delivered the babies, and we actually just said, thank you, thank you. Um, um, he, he actually, is very funny, he called himself a tool of God. So and and he, you know he, for us he is a tool of God he's a messenger and and he said you know you know I tried to do what I thought was best and we and we thanked him for for right. that and, and we thank Hashem for the five weeks we had By and, the... and I, I truly say this and, and and I do want to say something positive is that you know our other son is in intensive care he sort of went back to intensive care but we, we want to stay positive with him because we feel the words are very very powerful as well and and if we say positive things. And in Yisrael Hashem, positive things will happen, and and we're very proud of him. I was with him until like two o'clock in the morning last night. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I can imagine it's dominating your life. Um, the uh, the first the first point, there is something, and maybe any you know medical personnel that's tuned in uh, would appreciate this. There there is something when you're in a situation like this where the doctor acknowledges that I'm only doing my best, whatever God can you know can help me do. You know, let's put it that totally. way, and, and that's very very reassuring uh, to a patient or to a patient's parent when, when you know you're dealing with a medical professional who knows that ultimately this is all up to God. And I think... Well, 100%. What I also found interesting, uh, going from what you've just said, is that the doctors had no idea that this was going to happen. He was actually... Avi Dan Yehuda was doing really, really well. Um, and we said last week how... Even if he wasn't doing well, it's still, you know, it, it, it was Hashem's plan, and, and obviously it is. But, but the fact that he was actually doing really well, and that he, he was actually on the up, and the next day he was supposed to come off life support, and he was, he was doing really, really well, just shows us that really was his, his time to go. He, yeah. You know, that was, that was his moment. He was supposed to be in the world for five weeks exactly. And, 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 and he brought us, I mean, he brought us so much strength because... I get messages, you know, we try our whole life to do, you know, everyone tries in their life to do good things and, and, and bring good things to the world. But, you know, our son has achieved in five weeks what many people still haven't achieved. I got a message, I think, big, uh, end of last week from somebody who told me that they haven't, they've, they've only dubbed, well, they've, they've struggled with God, they told me, for, for a couple of years, and they, they haven't dubbed Shimona Esri, Amida, for, for, I think, years, she says. And uh, she wants to thank us. She said she dubbed her her first Amido in, <laughs> in a long, long time. And he, she dubbed it for Yashai Nostrum, for my eldest son, who's still in intensive care. And she, she, asked, she said, thank you for giving me a reason to speak to Hashem again. And I thought that was really, really powerful. You never and, know, uh, huh? You never know. You never, you absolutely you never know. And, and, and that, that, that's what we say. You know, he's brought our strength, you know, and, and we want to pass that strength on to everyone. That, you know, everything's meant to be, and we truly believe that. And I thought it was quite fitting you chose Ibdu. As the first song, well, that's the first song on the album because we wrote that. And I'm, you have you seen how I'm smoothly transitioning this one here? Quite, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, but we did. We, we, uh, I'm being honest with you. We wrote that at the time um, where where we we wanted to say that whatever happens, every day is a new day, and every day is a new day, and every day we can find something good in it. And I promise you, you know, that every day. Since this whole tragic, these tragic events have happened, we have tried to find something good in every day, and and and, and you know we sort of live by the concept of that, and yeah. uh, that and, sort and, of gets us through it. As and well. I and I will a ton get back to the music in a moment. I just want <laughs> I want to bring up one other point that I think is sure. important. You know, for, for those of us who are parents who have been told, you know, your child may not make it through the night, and you know, we yeah. we, we had that experience. Uh, so so we obviously have a different perspective on 
childbirth and and the miracle of it. I think that that one of the th- I think I mentioned this too in in the email I sent you. Um, yeah. I think one of the things that that we can all um, transmit to others through these experiences is that we all have to remember when someone goes to the hospital and gives birth easily and you know with hopefully a short labor uh, to a he- to a healthy boy or girl and then goes home a day or two later. We have to remember what kind of miracle that is. How how every one of those journeys is so miraculous. And thank God we've gotten to a point, both in terms of uh, the, with the number of children being born, Baruch Hashem, and with the type of medical situations we have in most of these countries, Baruch Hashem, where you know the normal the normal thing is that a child is born healthy, thank God, and taken home, and and that's it, and let's go start our lives. But uh, I think it's important that these types of things remind all of us who thank God have healthy children. That that journey, the entire journey, is is uh, is such a miraculous one. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Totally, totally agree with you. Very, very special. I, I'm telling you, I, I I was in the the um, the neonatal department yesterday, and I sort of thought, you know, Hashem must really be with that department because <laughs> it, it didn't exist. It didn't exist. I mean, fifty, sixty years ago, they told me it was it never existed. Uh, I right. don't know about America, but in the UK, right. and. Um, and, and so it's unbelievable that, that you know these, these children are given a chance, you know, because of, of, of medical research and whatever and whatever they they, they do. It's it's very very special. Hashem, I always, I feel that Hashem is really really. I'll tell you something very. I mean, I, I'm very happy to say this, but in, in our room in intensive care, there's four babies in a room, and at one point they were all Jewish babies, and uh, we even said at one point we should put a mezuzah on the door. <laughs> and uh, but Baruch Hashem, all those babies that were in the room, except for ours, but, but, but besides the point, all the babies that were in the room have. have moved have moved up and and it made me really really happy to hear and we've really got friendly with a lot of people there and it's something very 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 special and uh so there, there is good news every single day yeah. you know for these parents and i think no, that's very very special no, as well. no question about it All right eitan freilich's with us live via telephone we uh, uh continue to daven for yeshaya nasan uh he should get stronger and stronger eitan and uh um, oh, and um, and and this entire miracle of of his birth and uh, and progress should continue. All right, um, we played Ivdu. I mean, the history. It's funny. A lot of people would have put this on hold. A lot of people would have certainly put this conversation <laughs> on hold. But you're you're ready to remind everybody that you're out there to uh, to entertain, to inspire, to bring people to a higher level. One hundred percent. We are we are so. Everyone said to me at the time, "Let's postpone the CD. Let's postpone the album." And we said, "Why do we stop bringing Simcha when we need Simcha at the?" most you know this is the time that we need it the most so, so when was this no stopping us there so when was this officially completed so we actually completed it in august um and we wanted to wait till after circus to bring it out uh. and um so we were you know it, it was a it was a labor of love we started in in january i was at your studio in january right. and we were writing the songs there uh, i had met with yitzi waldner and eddie schwab all the well-known composers i sat down with and uh, and yeah, from there it sort of you know spiraled into this this amazing project that sort of also happened very very quickly. Who wrote uh, the uh, Who wrote the Ivdu that we started with? So Ivdu was was actually one of the producers of the album. My friend here, one of my very good friends, Louis Hershaft. He um, he wrote Ivdu and Shirul Hashem, and Ivdu he composed with Yitzhi Waldner. So That's it was cool. a collaboration. All right, with your permission, maybe we should do Shirul Hashem now. Shirul Hashem is yeah, and, and both of those songs, Ivdu and Shirul Hashem, were words by Miriam Israeli. So even more special, and I, I definitely think Shul Hashem is one to play. Yeah, she's a great lyricist, and we get the, a chance to hear the song. Eitan Freilich is with us live via telephone from the U.K. He had enough time to uh, leave the hospital for an hour 
to uh, speak with us and uh, and update us on his family situation and on his music situation, which is pretty amazing with a brand new album entitled Peace Will Come, Yavo Shalom. It's called Shir Lashem. It's a new music alert Wednesday at JM in the AM. J.M. in the A.M. Eitan Freilich with us on a new music alert Wednesday. Uh, Eitan in the, the U.K. We here in our we are here in our studio in New York. Got time for a couple of more selections off the brand new album. Uh, some really good. Look, it's all about good songs, Eitan. We've discussed this, and you really you reached out and found some really good composers for this album. 
No, I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with how it turned out. It, it was a very different album I found to the last one because I learned a lot in the, in the two years that followed for this album, and I found that I was able to input, basically on every single song, I was able to input my own concepts uh, my own, from my own experiences and memories through life. Um, we, when I came to visit you in January, I had visited Eddie Schwab, right. and I took out this booklet uh, from my wedding, with, uh, which, which Gabriella actually used under the chuppah. And we sort of went through loads of pages, and, and we got to the end, and we found these words. And they were very meaningful and special to us. And a lot of um, colors, a lot of brides will, will, will recognize the words. Uh, this was from the song Hashke Na, which it ended up Hashke Na. And we literally wrote it there and then. And uh, in, the, in the booklet of the album, I dedicated, you know, I, I dedicated a lot of the album to Gabriella. But I find that, like, musicians and singers, uh, you know, everyone sees them and they sort of forget that at home there's, like, a wife and family and kids and, and whatever. And, and, and they also have a part in their life because ultimately, you know, we're, it, it's not the most sociable uh, job because we're out a lot of the nights and it sort of has an impact on their life too. So I very much say that Gabriella, I said to Gabriella in, in, in the album dedication, I said, um, you know, uh, we live and breathe these concepts in music. And, and we do. We actually do it together. Although I'm the one singing, it's very much a partnership because, you know, she's the one that encourages me very much so and, 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 and definitely encourages me to be out most of the nights of the week. So I'm very happy to. And this is a very, very special song to write with Ellie. So. It's funny you mentioned, and we'll get to the song in a second. It's funny you mentioned that because um, there are people curious if you're able with everything happening over the last uh, month or two, if you're able to yeah. keep up any time of appearance schedule. Has that... Uh, no, I, I don't. I, just like this interview, I didn't cancel. I, I, want, you know, I said to, to, to you guys that I, I really, really wanted to go ahead with the, with the interview. I don't like canceling Simchas. I, I said to you before, you know, when you need Simchas, it gives me the energy. It gives me... Uh, it gives me the uh, the power to continue what what we're doing, and this is this is what life's mission is, and we need to keep going. We don't want to stop and don't want to cancel. So I actually often a lot of the um, simchas are in hotels. I'm in town with my son, right. and, and and a lot of the simchas are, are nearby. So I literally <laughs> will walk over there. I don't even have to get a car. I walk over, I sing, and then I come back afterwards at 12 o'clock at night. I'm allowed 24/7 with my son in hospital. So it's sort of a unique experience that I'm having at the moment. Yeah, I'll tell you, that, that's funny. Huh? The silver lining, huh? That's yeah, exactly. You've got to find good in everything. <laughs> that's, that's exactly it. All right, you mentioned uh, Hashkena. Here it is for everybody at JM in the AM. Be a 
J.M. in the A.M., brand new Eitan Freiluch. He's with us live via telephone. That definitely, that gives me a big smile, Nachum, because that, that, that brought back memories. It was a good song. Amazing. That is a good one. <laughs> uh, name yeah, it. I don't know if you've seen it. Have you seen the front cover, Nachum? Yeah, I have, but um, uh, how, do I, how do I put this? Uh, it's easier for a guy like me if I had it in front of me. You guys, <laughs> you guys these days... Insist, we'll get you a coffee, Right, Jade. exactly. You guys these days insist on putting it on the computer. Did you actually release a real CD to this or not? Yeah, we did. We did. We'll get you a copy sent over. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was an amazing experience just sort of taking the front cover picture because the whole, the whole point was like 
to make the album slightly different to any other album, and we wanted we were like, how should we do that? So, so someone had the idea to bring in a drum, and we had Nakama um, um, take a, from Nakama's photography. She took she took a this picture. She had to take about I think 600 pictures with like water gushing everywhere. And I think the worst part of the whole the whole experience, because it was quite funny, but I think the worst part was like the neighbors coming to complain about the noise of the drumming. <laughs> so that was a that was a particular experience. I won't ever sort of leave my uh, leave my mind. But I'm 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 looking at it right now. So I'm trying to. I mean, I I, I hear what you're saying. It doesn't look it doesn't look as complicated as you just described. Let's put it that oh, way. It was. <laughs> it was. A, it took a lot of people involved as well. One person was pouring the water. One person was doing the lighting. One person was holding the drum from underneath. It was a it was a right um a right kerfuffle to make. I'm telling you, but it was it was good fun. I'm glad you mentioned this because now yeah, I, I had to pick a suit, Nachum. I yeah. had to pick a suit that I'm happy to get wet. No. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I have a greater appreciation for the cover. <laughs> Eitan Freilach, Yavo Shalom, Peace Will Come. It's the name of the album. I assume this is available everywhere. What should people do who want this album? It's it's available on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Play, uh, Nigan Music, Mostly Music, literally anywhere you want it. I'm sure it's available. Has the real CD gotten to the U.S. yet or not? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, 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 Sruli from Nigan uh, Music was telling me yesterday that it's been shipped to all stores. All right. So, you know, if it's not in the store, you should let them know and they'll, they'll get it in. All right. Eitan Freilich, Yavo Shalom, Peace Will Come. Ask for it, everybody, and check it out. You can search online. Eitan, uh, we'll do one more as we say goodbye. What would you like to choose off of the brand new album? I'm sort of thinking that it wouldn't be right to do an interview with you, Nachum, if we didn't play Yavo Shalom. Ah, okay. That's a, <laughs> that's a good point. All right, so we'll do the title track. Listen, to you, Gabriella, to um, uh, to uh, Yeshaya Nasson, uh, Thank you. The very best going forward. There are a lot of people out there uh, keeping him in mind every single day, as you know. Thank you. It's Yeshaya Nasson Ben Shiragittal. So if you could all dive in, do any good deed and action, we'd be really, really, really grateful. Yeshaya Nasson Ben Shiragittal. Saragittal? Shira, Shira. Oh, I like Shira. The song. Shira yeah. that's, that's pretty cool. He married somebody yeah. named Shira. Um, <laughs> it got mentioned just a few times at the wedding. Now I can imagine. Yeshaya Nasson <laughs> Ben Shira Gittel. Yeshaya Nasson Ben Shira Gittel for a Rafur Shlema. And thank you for sharing all that you've shared with us this morning. A lot of life lessons from your experience. And I hope I, I hope the next few weeks really go well and that things uh, and that the, the, the miracle accelerates itself uh, with, the, main, with, the hel- with the help of the one above. Thank you, Eitan, and best regards. Thanks, best regards to everybody. Uh, and as we said, we will wrap up with the title track. Yavo Shalom, Eitan Freilach. The name of the album is Peace Will Come, and you are listening to JM in the AM. No
J.M. in the A.M., brand new Eitan Freilich. I thank you for joining us. Um, brand new album, Yavo Shalom, Peace Will Come. Wednesday morning broadcast on this era of Rosh Chodesh Kislev. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. By the way, somebody asked on the app about the conference that we spoke about earlier. It's happening in Staten Island. It is the, um, it is the tribeworks.org. Is that the website, tribeworks.org? Let me see. Um, I think so. Yeah, tribe works. T r i b e w o r k s dot org. That you get information about Tuesday's event on Staten Island. Uh, many uh, young entrepreneurs or not so young entrepreneurs may find that the conference very very valuable in terms of information. The lectures that are being um, presented, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, so check it out. And enjoy. Mostly sunny, high 62. We're at 66 in Yerushalayim, 52 here in New York. So we say good morning at JM and the AM. Big reminder about our friends at Bedford-on-Park. Open for lunch and open for dinner every single day. They are scheduling Thanksgiving dinner and holiday parties and Sheva Brachas and Hanukkah celebrations and end-of-year parties for your staff and clients. In the heart of Midtown at 61 East 34th Street in New York. It's a wonderful venue Really nice ambiance, great bar, fantastic restaurant. Chef Alex is cooking up a storm, including that 32-ounce prime cowboy cut, the barbecued brisket sliders, the maple glazed lamb bacon. They've got some amazing, um, unique dishes that you're going to love. Go to bedfordkitchen.com, bedfordkitchen.com, get your reservations in, and take advantage of the fact that they are in midtown Manhattan and can provide the absolute best atmosphere, most delicious food for your staff, for your volunteers, for your clients, for your family. as Thanksgiving and Hanukkah and the end of year approaches bedfordkitchen.com they're at 61 east 34th street in 
New York City. It's a Wednesday morning broadcast. This is JM in the AM, and this is brand new from David Perlman. Oh, 
Shame in the AM. A couple of great brand new ones from 8th Day. What a great brand new album. I was under the impression it hit the stores Monday. Yesterday I found out that it's either tomorrow or Friday that it'll be made available to the public. 8th Day from an album entitled Stronger Closer with both Stronger Closer and before that Samach here at JM in the AM. David Perlman before that with Modem, a great brand new single. Very impressed with that single. It's a nice song. Uh, thanks to those who are commenting on the app this morning. Feel free to comment on the NSN, Nahum Single Network app for Android and iPhone. Election Day was yesterday. We'll have a chance to analyze it from a, uh, I guess we'd call Jewish Community Israel perspective with Malcolm Honline on Friday. As we um, uh, do our weekly update coming up on Friday. 
Um, that'll happen 7.40 Eastern time on Friday morning here at JM in the AM. It's Erev Rosh Chodesh. That's right. Rosh Chodesh begins tonight. Keep that in mind. Rosh Chodesh begins tonight. Ohad is next. You're listening to JM in the AM at 12 minutes before 9 o'clock.
Simcha Liner, Project Relax Israeli Edition. Coming up on Bite Size next, Yoni Pollock will host Bite Size. You'll hear interviews from Joanna Shepson, who will be joined by uh, Annie Hershowitz, English tour guide at the Israel Aquarium, and Shai Ben-Ami, Director of Education at the Israel Aquarium. Plus, Tova in Israel interviews Israel advocate Ben Goldstein, all part of the Bite Size show between 9 and 11, hosted by Yoni Pollock, coming up next right after... JM in the AM at 11 o'clock. It'll be a Wednesday live lunch hosted by Avrami from Israel. Treat him well. He's amazing. And that'll be coming up uh, starting at 11 a.m. Eastern time right here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Reminder to everybody that we have amazing programming all through the day. And you get an opportunity to interact uh, all through the day by commenting on the uh, NSN app. Go to the NSN Nahum Siegel Network app for Android and iPhone. And feel free to comment away. Tomorrow, on this broadcast, we get an opportunity to uh, to speak with uh, Jonathan Greenstein, who is um, probably the world's authority when it comes to antique Judaica. Love talking to him. He's got a big event coming up. He'll be with us tomorrow right here at JM and the AM. Israel and Achim brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite of... America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world the web at NachumSegal.com on the NachumSegal Network and, of course, the beloved NSN app. Wraps up a um, Wednesday morning edition here at JMM. Don't forget Rosh Chodesh begins tonight. Rosh Chodesh begins tonight. Bite Size with the Oni Pollock is next and followed by the live lunch with Avrami. All happening here at the Nahum Siegel Network. Have a fabulous Wednesday. Till tomorrow, Nahum Siegel reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future. <laughs>